Welcome to Reactivators! This is Nick Banana. Due to a scheduling issue, Tyler and I unfortunately do not have an episode of our show this week. So today, instead, we're unlocking an episode of the Bonk Boys from behind the paywall at Super NPC Radio, which is the Patreon we're a part of. Uh, this is a show that Tyler and I host once a month, independent of each other. My episodes of the Bonk Boys are called Nostalgia Trips, and they're the episodes where I bring on friends from my friend group who've all known each other since middle school, and we talk about games we play played as kids or they played in this case company of heroes is the topic of this episode i was still sort of dipping my toe in at the time we recorded it but this is a fun listen and you can get to know the dynamics of my friend group a little bit we'll be back next week for episode 149 of reactivators and in the meantime bonk 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 bye bye I cherish the memory that a podcast listener asked me one day. He said, Nick Banana, were you a hero in the war? Nick Banana said no. But I played a game called Company of Heroes. Welcome back to the Bonk Boys! Bonk, 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 bonk. Oh, it's another episode. I'm your host, Nick Costanza. No titles on this show, not even private or corporal or general. And as much as I want to use those, uh, I believe in the code of stolen valor. So I'm just me on this episode. And um, uh, we're going to be talking with a couple more of my buddies from Just Six Boys. Um, I'm not even going to waste any of your time, dear listener. Let's just get these fools in here right now. Um, uh, he had as his mic unmuted and a picture of SpongeBob as his avatar. Everybody give it up for Connor Arcock, a.k.a. Conbork. Welcome back to the show. Why would you pull back the curtain like that? About your SpongeBob picture? About my SpongeBob Zoom picture that we put on together as a joke like two years ago that I had a zoom meeting, not zoom meeting. I had an interview over zoom last year and the interviewer saw it when I didn't turn my webcam on. Did they comment on it? No, I, I thought it was his actually for a really long time until I hopped into the last bonk boys with you. And I was like, Oh, it's mine. It was oh, me no. the whole time. Did the, did the whole. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, in case anyone's wondering, did not get that job. It is here a, we are now. It is a picture of uh, SpongeBob, I want to say from the driving test episode. He's at a desk and he's writing frantically and his eyes are bugging out. I believe it's the What I Learned in Boating School episode. Wait, no, that can't be right. That's the same episode I was thinking of, but maybe it is something different. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I well, uh, uh, Connor, our, our next guest is desperately trying to get my attention right now. <laughs> um, but uh, real quick, uh, Connor, in the month 
or so since we did an episode. How's games? Games are good. I've just been playing Street Fighter Six for almost an entire month. It's been you good. you love Street Fighter. I do. Street Even Fighter makes me furious. Oh, uh, are you um, are you having any heated gamer moments? <laughs> almost. It's getting closer and closer by the day. <laughs> now, what makes you mad? Is it uh losing? Losing because of things i should have been able to avoid can you just give us one example no okay (laughs) we have our next guest uh this guest is muted but has a um (laughs) has some kind of animation looks like a face filter making him appear like a panda in a green hoodie please welcome dr reed dale back to the show howdy folks Hi, Reed. What's going on with your Zoom avatar? Well, funny you should mention that is exactly the term that Zoom uses. Uh, I decided to explore some functionality that I have never used before. And uh, one of the options is to show an avatar when you have your um, video turned off. Um, so I picked um, this polar bear, no panda bear, looks like in a green hoodie. Yeah, it's a great one. I think uh, it really suits you. Also, when you're muted, but your face is moving, I can see the eyebrows <laughs> raising every once in a while. Uh, it's very, very cute. Thank you. Um, Reed, how's games? Um, games are uh, are pretty good. Um, I picked up the uh, re-release of Pikmin 1 and 2 on the Switch. I dusted off the Switch for the first time in maybe a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and I picked it up on Friday night um, at about 1130. And I started playing Pikmin 1 and fell asleep on the couch uh, at 1140. Oh, got to watch out if you leave your switch on Pikmin 1. Those time constraints will get you. Yeah, but it was the first day, which is uh, notorious for being the only untimed day in the whole series. Whoa. In the entire series? Well, I think day one in every game. That's blowing my mind. Um, Reed, have you ever played Street Fighter against Connor? No. Are you scared? A little. I would be too. Oh my gosh. Actually, I've told this story on Reactivators before, but I once saw Connor play Street Fighter 2 at, uh, I believe the dearly departed games works in Seattle and um, he defeated his opponent and gave a friendly handshake after two, two small corrections. Uh Oh, uh Oh, one mattering way less than the other. The one that matters <laughs> less is that it was street fighter four, street fighter four. The Sorry. one that matters more is that that game works came back. It came back. It came back. It's alive again. Oh, and, uh, they do local events and tourneys uh, around fighting games there on Thursdays and Fridays. Holy smokes. That is uh, that's the best news I've heard all day. It's back, but baby. At one point, they'd converted it into a sports bar, from what I recall. Um, I, I assume that's no longer the vibe. Uh, I mean, it has a sports bar ish area. It's like a bar area that looks like a sports bar. Okay. There but was that was there bar. for a while. Are they showing esports? No, they show baseball. That's basically an esport. I mean, they're on the Olympics now, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, 
Um, well, oh, guys, one quick note. Oh, please. Um, I just wanted to settle something. I believe that a uh, SpongeBob image is from the season one episode "Boating School," wherein Patrick uh, has a. Uh, so SpongeBob has failed his exam thirty-seven, thirty-eight times, or thereabouts, and uh, he complains to Patrick that he's failed this test so many times. And then Patrick suggests that someone uh, helps him think straight during the exam. And so he gives SpongeBob a, a little ear implant um, so that he can feed him the answers. Um, thank you for that correction. I'm sorry for laughing, but it appears our last guest is also trying to get my attention <laughs> <laughs> the use of profile pictures. Let's see. Uh, this picture is <laughs> it's of Jesus on the cross, but not in the conventional position you've seen him. Um, he seems to be doing some kind of stripper dance, if I had to categorize it. And uh, the crowd watching him, one of them is saying, yes, Jesus. And the other is... <laughs> <laughs> The other is saying, show me your <laughs> G-bussy. <laughs> um, so with that, uh, I want to bring um, our guest uh, uh, returning from the Diamond and Pearl episode and the uh, Trouble in Terrorist Town Reactivators. Please give it up for Ryan. Beep. Thank you. Hey, Ryan, uh, it looks like uh, you're acclimating to the podcast world. You responded when I spoke to you this time. Yeah, um, you know, my my reaction time has uh, has gone up after we after playing a few uh, games of that uh, RTS we played. Our ADS is going up or eight. Is it actions per second? AP APS? That was APM. APM. Actions per minute? <laughs> Actions per second? Actions per minute? Yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, game of the week that we'll be talking about pretty soon is the RTS you're referring to. It really has, um, it's primed you. You're battle ready, I think. It's true. It's true. Um, Ryan, uh, how's games been for you? Uh, pretty good. I, I played a a new-ish game. It's called Dredge. Um, and it's pretty fun. You're like a little fishing boat and you go out into the open o ocean and uh uh capture some weird looking fish. Whoa, what did you what did you catch? Uh some like rotting fish and like some evil fish. Oh my gosh. Um that sounds great. It sounds uh yeah. Like you'd like to hang out with my friend Big the Cat. <laughs> He'd be great in that game. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised uh, none of you guys are playing freaking Tears of the Kingdom. I still haven't gotten it. Really? Yeah. Reed, why? I'm gonna save that one for October, November. Your your birthday? I don't know. Just uh, waiting for uh, for myself to catch up on a few things first uh, you know read that is very similar to why i put off getting it because i was working on um a movie uh script that uh ryan has read and um 
I I just thought I don't want to get this game that I know I'm going to get so massively absorbed in until my responsibility is complete. Sounds like something similar is happening to you. Pretty much spot on. And uh, I, I think I've had to prioritize what I've what I've been getting and uh, metering out my little uh, doses of gaming and entertainment here and there. I did pick up Final Fantasy 16. Um, I'm 45 minutes into it. And uh, it's fantastic. Now, which one is 16? It's the one that uh, came out uh, a week ago. It's the uh, the 16th one. Okay. And that's not the online one that we play sometimes. No, that's 14. That's 14. And it's not the one the remake of the other one. That's Final Fantasy VII Remake Retrograde. Right. Um, cool. <laughs> uh, Connor, Ryan, you guys playing Zelda at all? I bought Zelda and then I played it for about, I want to say, a week and a half. And then uh, Street Fighter came out and that sort of has been absorbing most of my time. Connor, is uh, fighting games, is that your favorite genre of game? Mm, I guess. I mean, I'd, I'd say it absorbs a, a large amount of my time. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I would just call it an addiction at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> if we're being completely honest here. I love that. That's I, I associate those kind of games so much with you. And um, Reed, I think I, I definitely associate Pikmin with you. But Ryan, the game of the week is a game I associate with you. Let's... Uh, Shall we talk about it? Or does anybody have any other pointless chit chat they want to get to first? I I do have one question. Okay. It just hit me uh, as I was listening to your intro. You you don't do any sound effects for this. You just voice over like bonk, bonk, bonk. Uh, well, I I don't know if the listeners were aware that I was providing those bonks myself. Oh no. That was kind of a trade secret, Reed, and oh, you no. just spoiled it. <sighs> yes. Okay. I do the box. All right. Reed, I can't believe you would pull back the curtain like this. Reed, if I That's get a... canceled, it's on you. Did you know that pulling back the curtain is a reference to the hit movie The Wizard of Oz? Really? Mm-hmm. I learned that on Comedy Bang Bang. Um, wow. Well, I'll, I'll bleep that out because they're not on this uh, podcast network, unfortunately. Um, but cool. Check out that podcast if you want to learn more about Wizard of Oz. Also, Reed, you changed your avatar, I noticed, to a giraffe uh, who appears to have a haircut. Yeah, he's got some styling gel. Uh, well, you know where they didn't have styling gel? World War II. That's why we're going to talk about our game of the week. And by game of the week, I mean game of the month. Company of Heroes. Company of Heroes is a 2006 
RTS game, that means real-time strategy, developed by Relic Entertainment and published by THQ. Uh, it was released on Windows. It is a World War II-themed real-time strategy game. Um, this is a game that is a little bit newer to me as far as playing it, but it's a game that these guys have been playing for a long time, and we've recently been playing it together. Um, I also... Uh, We've done a, a game pick from uh, most of these guys, but Ryan hadn't done one yet. And um, at some point, we're going to talk about the other game uh, he wanted to talk about, which was Shogun 2. But I know that Company of Heroes is a game that means a lot to you, Ryan. It's a uh, it's truly uh, an age old favorite. It came out in 06 and uh, is one of the best games I've ever played. And for the listener, Ryan is not the kind of person who makes statements like that often. He usually makes the opposite. <laughs> Ryan is very opinionated, media consumer, all different kinds of media. Um, and uh, you, I feel like it, it takes a lot for something to really wow you. So I'm curious what, is it about this game you love so much? It's just fun. It's like uh, just very visceral. Um, there's a lot of things going on at the same time. Uh, a lot of people shooting at each other. Lots of uh, explosions. You, you're throwing grenades. You're getting airstrikes. Uh, there's a lot of different things that can go on. A lot of uh, A lot of content in a single game. Ryan, would you also say it's fair that in general you like World War II and um, military history stuff? Uh, I do. I, I like that stuff because I'm a, a big fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I feel like you, you're the tactics guy. If I have a question about military tactics, you often have an answer. Or um, if I don't have a question or opinion, you sometimes will have an answer to give anyway. Um, <laughs> I did recently tell this story on uh, an upcoming Reactivators, but uh, I once tried to watch the uh, Brad Pitt movie Fury, the tank movie, while Ryan and I were rooming together, and you just kept leaning over and saying, that's not how they do that in real war. <laughs> Well, they, they wouldn't stop uh, in the middle of a town and play a piano, Nick. <laughs> and you complain about tactics for the whole movie. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, you know, I, I like yeah. being a little armchair historian. You know, I I know exactly how things would have gone. <laughs> yeah, I played a lot of Company of Heroes. <laughs> um, well, I. Uh, how about Connor to you? Um, how'd you get looped into playing this game? I'm pretty sure Ryan told me to play it. And he. I feel like you might have bought it for me on a sale on Steam. Or maybe I bought it. I, I honestly don't remember. But uh, I'm pretty that sure Ryan... That was during the time we were, we were just like gifting each other like crazy on Steam. Oh uh, yeah, everything was so when cheap. They, <laughs> when they had good deals. Yeah, there was a while they were just giving away games. I don't remember specifically how I got it, but I know Ryan kind of roped me into it and was just like, here, play this game with me. And I 
and I just sort of like got into it. I was just like, this is pretty fun. And then we started doing like a lot of co-op missions together or like, you know, just fighting AI. And I was playing the campaign a little bit and it quickly became, I don't like play a lot of RTS games, but uh, this is probably my favorite. Wow. Um, and for the listener to expand on it a little bit more, it is sort of like, um, like World War II Starcraft, I think is somewhat comparable. You have uh, units, you're facing Americans or British on the Allied side against uh, the Germans, two different types of Germans. And um, it's a it's an awesome real-time strategy game where you're controlling groups of soldiers and tanks and uh, you're trying to win the war. Um, but quickly, I want to talk to Reed. Uh, how did you start playing this game? I think it was uh, similar to Connor. I think Ryan roped us into it. Um, I checked my history and Ryan did not gift it for me. So I had to buy it <laughs> by myself. Um, and then also checking through my email. I see that on January 2nd, 2015, I had gifted a copy to a friend of mine. Um, and so he received the notification from Steam that he received a gift. Uh, he forwarded it to me and said, oh, wow, I thought this was spam. And it turns out it is. What? <laughs> we never played that game together. Dang. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jack would, uh, out. Oh, yeah. Go for it, Connor. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. But also, another one of the six boys, Jack, would also play with us. I, I am now remembering. Oh, I didn't know that he played this one. Yeah, it uh we would usually do two V twos, I think, is like me, Reed, Ryan, and I, or and Jack would split up like that. At least I, I'm remembering right. That or we did three V threes with one extra AI. I think that's right. Yeah, and then I would I would just try to uh one V three you guys, so Jack was uh, also very good at RTS games. He had he had a history with StarCraft. Oh yeah, Jack introduced me to StarCraft. It was one of the first video games I ever played in probably 1998. Um, yeah, I know he uh, he's always kind of had a mind for these games. We used to play um, Star Wars Empire at War, the Star Wars RTS. It's kind of a fun one. There was another one, um, World in Conflict, which had a opening scene it was like what if the cold war came to the states and it started with the kingdom in seattle getting destroyed oh cool (laughs) (laughs) i still have a piece of that the kingdom yeah we went the night it got demolished and got a brick wow i didn't go the night it went demolished but i went before it closed the only thing i saw there was barney live (laughs) wow (laughs) It was so sick, dude. It was Barney and all his friends. Ryan, had uh, Germany won the war, would Barney have flourished? Um, You know, I would say no. But you never know. How come? Well, I mean, when you really think about it, uh, who knows? Who, who really knows? You know, who knows? Can, who knows? Who knows what would happen if uh, if Germany won the war? I mean, you can you can madden the high tower it, or you can you know do do whatever alternate history. But man, deep cut. We'll never know. 
Ryan, didn't you just say that you had it all figured out like five minutes ago? He knows the tactics. I I, I know the past, but I, I could never possibly know an alternate future. So you'd be more likely to tell us how they could have one than how they would have run the world. Yeah, I, I could tell you things how how it would how it would have happened, um, but not <laughs> not Ryan, how it will happen. <laughs> Ryan, have you ever um, considered writing a book titled "If I Did It"? Like OJ. What are you talking about? <laughs> if I did what? If he did what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> like OJ. If, if I changed the, the history of the, the war. Or, <laughs> or OJ. Anything. Or OJ. Is there a scenario, uh, Ryan, where Hitler time travels to the future and he asks you for tactical advice on how to win? Would you give him that advice? Uh, you know, there's another um, really great RTS series, uh, which is basically what you are talking about. Um, let's see. Is it Command and Conquer? Yeah, it's Command and Conquer. Spice! <laughs> Tim Curry quote. Um, I never really played those. I, I know Jack played uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert, I think um but uh yeah that that one it was like an alternate future yeah so it's like um they go back and like they go back in time and i forgot but they changed the course of history and then everything in the future is all messed up that sounds cool yeah um connor yes what do you like about company of heroes uh man I think I just like World War II media, if I'm being honest, because <laughs> it's not a lot of RTSs that really grab me because, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I think those games are generally not for me because I don't play them that often. But the way Company of Heroes works, just like with the gameplay and the the setting, it just it melds so well. And, uh, you know, I'm just a huge like band of brothers and saving Private Ryan fan. So it's just like it hits it hits so many different notes for me. It just makes me extremely happy. And, you know, I have a, also just a lot of good memories playing with playing with the boys back in the day, back when we had less responsibility. Yeah, that that is a thing. Even though I didn't have um, this experience playing this game with you, I know when you guys were playing it and there was a very specific time and maybe couple different times over the years where it felt like oh man we could just hang out and play games no responsibility sometimes no school uh we loved it i thought my uh, memories of us playing trouble in terrace town i think were somewhat similar you're just hanging out yeah it was a, a good time um I uh I also love Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan. I realized that until last year, I'd never seen um Band of Brothers all the way through. Really? Uh, yeah, I know. It, it was weird because I always had an interest when I had seen it. I absolutely loved it, like bits and pieces on TV. But it was the podcast uh, Dead Eyes, uh, Connor Ratliff's amazing podcast about getting fired by Tom Hanks after he had already booked the role on the show. 
um, that really inspired me to get back into it. And then I watched all of that. I rewatched Saving Private Ryan, which I think is one of the best, uh, one of the best movies ever made. It's certainly one of the best action movies. Um, it's uh, World War Two. It it it's amazing. It's um, such a striking time and mostly modern American history, world history. But I mean, for American history, it was basically the one time where America could go. That is a true villain. They are one hundred percent evil. They have yeah. no redeeming qualities. We can kill them with no remorse. It's definitely a a, a moment of American exceptionalism, I suppose. Yeah. And World War II media is a piece of American exceptionalism, too. I think people were able to synthesize it into games like this or even Call of Duty. And it's so fun to reenact. That was something Ryan was saying when we were playing the other day, just like, this is so satisfying. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm, I'm sad I found out about it uh, 17 years late. Did you did you play the first level at all? Like the tutorial level? Guys, I didn't get to finish it. Um, oh, but as long as you at least got to play a little bit of it, because it's uh it's the D-Day mission. It's as awesome. long as you, you just started started the very beginning of it, it's it's great. It is it's so good. Why don't you for the listeners want to talk about it a little bit? My <laughs> memory is campaign? Yeah. Ryan um, will have to do the heavy lifting. I my memory is not as good. Yeah, no, the campaign is great. Um, there's several expansions. Uh, one of the campaigns is just you're in a King Tiger and uh, you're, you play as like a German King Tiger squad and then you just have to like survive. That's like your, your only unit and then you just have to use that King Tiger to basically get through the entire campaign. Um the other ones are, are are really fun, like the just the the standalone game uh, campaign is just really great. You're playing as like Easy Company or something, and you're just uh you're just blowing stuff up, you know, pushing the Germans back, and uh, it's just good fun. I think the mission I like, I think it's just even like might even just be like the second or third mission is when you get you're playing as like a paratrooper and your plane gets shot down. And you have to like jump out and uh, regroup with like other squads. Oh, yeah. That you're, one's you're cool. Like all, you're all split up, and then it's yeah, it's, cool. it's like it's a, a cool night mission. mission. And be- because it's all like based on like historical battles, you if you when you watch other movies or shows, especially Band of Brothers, you can see sort of the connection. I think Band of Brothers has a similar <laughs> um, moment. Yeah, where you do a night drop, the first drop. Um with winters is is very much like that it is at night and they go come under fire and people have to like jump out and some people are getting cooked alive in their planes and stuff it's uh it's wild reed yes uh you think world (laughs) war ii is cool it's uh it happened okay um (laughs) so you don't care it's not that i don't care did you uh did you ever um consume any World War II media other than this game? I feel like I've talked about it way more with Connor and Ryan than I have with you. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um honestly, World War II is probably one of my um my major uh subject matter weak spots. Um 
Whoa. Yeah, I, I just never uh, read too much about it, um, to be perfectly honest. Have you heard about the spider in the trench? Oh my god. Oh no, we're not no. We, <laughs> the spider we don't in the need to do this. For my <laughs> sake. Perfect. For my sake, please we, don't we start only, this. Nick, we we can't go on for hours. You you know it'll rile me up. Uh it'll Ryan Connor rile Connor up. Probably yeah, probably me the most, really. Let's be honest. I'm already I'm already getting heated. <laughs> uh yeah. Um uh, so Company of Heroes, uh, we played a few games over the last couple of nights. Um, Ryan taught me how to play. We're doing great. 2v2, got out of there in 40, 45 minutes. And then I did not know this is a video game that can take a long time. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I don't think it's supposed to, but we're just not very good at the game. <laughs> yeah, that might be more accurate. So Ryan and Connor and I played a game that was the final runtime two and a half hours. Uh, the uh, one we played yesterday or the day before? The day before. I that actually had was about to leave. Yeah, I think that was about two, two and a half hours. <laughs> it was so long. And the way the game works is that, so it's it's sort of like, maybe there's just RTS. I want to say StarCraft for everything, but there were phases. There's like, uh, Ryan, real quick, can you go through what the phases are in Company of Heroes? uh i'm not sure if i really follow what you mean i mean you you gotta you gotta build your 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 units um and you gotta build like the the buildings that, that will produce those units um so in the beginning you'll have like you'll have just like standard infantry and you'll like run around the map and uh uh before you are able to get like the stronger units like um like armored cars or like anti-tank um and then finally like like heavy vehicles like tanks or um like heavy artillery yeah that's exactly what i mean maybe maybe i'm applying yeah. a name to something that doesn't fully have a name but i think of it like there's a building phase when you start out and you're building your base and you're capturing points with limited resources and then you start making infantry units and that's sort of how you're fighting and progressing across the map and then connor you made a comment yesterday i think where you said um we always struggle in the last phase where we'll have a bunch of units in yeah. the army but then if they get destroyed then you gotta rebuild and then the enemy starts to win i guess i'd call it like the end game practically when you have just like all your buildings built up and your units and vehicles and all that stuff produced and then you maybe try to make pushes to capture areas on the map and then you just get fucking <laughs> you just get rolled because you or because you're mean you don't plan very well and forget which units are which and where yeah um so we played a game yesterday with all four of us that we did win oh well i guess we played two games right <laughs> yeah we we got i think like 40 minutes into the first one maybe an hour and then we quit because we were losing we we were losing, but it was also this stalemate where it was it takes so much effort to build back, and you'd kind of take a step, one step forward, two steps backward, and they'd encroach on you more. But the second game was also kind of hard fought. But then 
we saw the path to victory towards the end. Like and, uh, it, we're where we know we're going to get this now. Yeah. And it, one of in, the in, key, oh, go ahead. Uh, one of the key um, facets of the game from a strategic perspective is um, in terms of how you uh, hold your supply line and gain resources, you have to have all of your territories connected to each other. And so a key strategic element of the game is to try to cut off opposing armies' supply lines through capturing territory. Um, so in that first game that we had, our territory looked very screwed up and could easily be divided by the enemy, which resulted in a lot of um, disrupted supply chains for us. In the second game, we had much more structural integrity in our territory so that we could be the ones cutting them off. Um, and the moment we breached and cut them off was the moment we knew we had victory. Yes. that What a great way to put it. Thank you, Reed. Um, and then you're kind of just steamrolling through the enemy's map and their base and dropping airstrikes. And uh, we'll talk here about uh, the factions. we got to talk about the factions. Um, one of you guys, uh, let us know, break it down. Who are we playing as? So as any serious historian of uh, World War II knows, the only two allies that did anything were uh, Britain and America. Uh -huh. so, um, so that's who we got to play as. Um, America in the game is known for having uh, just one giant kind of base um, where everything's built up. Your uh, infantry can build forward encampments later if they want to but really everything's concentrated in the base um the british by contrast have mobile bases which are just little little jeeps um where they somehow uh produce more infantry i suppose and they can roam around the map at will or they can um, augment the uh, resource production in a given territory cell right uh, I personally found them kind of difficult to use. They're they're weird, I would say. Um, America tends to be more of a conventional RTS play style. You kind of build units and get upgrades in the more traditional method, and then Britain's a little different. But I did have fun with them. They're just um, more. Uh, I needed to adapt a little bit more. Um, Connor or Ryan, how about the uh, the German side? uh I just, one last thing about america is like well the thing that makes them unique because all the factions are unique is that they're very uh infantry focused and they also have very cheap units in comparison to uh the other factions like losing one is not like the biggest deal because again the cost is quite low and depending on because you can pick like certain trees like tech trees to uh to go into that will give you better rewards as you play the game you pick the infantry one or any other ones you get your units back like really quickly. So you're never, you're never hung out to dry too much, but they end up being a little bit weaker in comparison. And like Nick uh... really, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Nick, Nick really um, leaned in to uh, how cheap and expendable the uh, infantry units are for the American faction. Oh yeah. This was going off uh Starcraft, but I was pulling the old bio ball MMM <laughs> strategy, just hordes of Marines uh, <laughs> running up the map. 
or I guess they weren't Marines. Are they Army, Ryan? Sorry, you're the tactics guy. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I remember those days. Um, I liked when we would just uh put it put a giant bio ball of marines right under um a protoss mothership and then just uh <laughs> just run around the entire map just killing everything yeah ryan and i had a fun run where we were just playing so much starcraft 2 <laughs> uh just like constantly and trying to troll people also but do it in a way where you were trying to get past the sensors because you couldn't swear <laughs> <laughs> And I remember just Ryan one time he, he some kid was playing with us and Ryan was like in the text chat, why don't you eat my A space 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 S space 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 S deserved it. That's funny. Did you ever get banned? Ryan? Uh, suspended? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think most people just left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> left or muted. <laughs> um, Ryan, you were commenting that in Company of Heroes, the only game you like is the first game. Is that accurate? Um, yeah. I mean, there are some changes that, that were made. Um, obviously, the, the uh, original team that made uh the first company of heroes they're not always gonna stick around to make the, the sequels right they probably moved on to other stuff um so the 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 sequels are are you know kind of like made by new people and this is over the space of like 10 years there's uh they've made two sequels so um company of heroes 2 was like the the Eastern Front, uh, which was interesting, but they got a, <laughs> they got into a lot of uh, trouble with um, the the Russians b- because of how they depicted the, the Soviets, especially with um, like uh, like the order of uh, not one step back. Uh, so, they depicted them accurately is also what Ryan is trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't say that. Uh, Nick, you're going to start getting reviewed bombed uh, by the Russians now. <laughs> but um, yeah, Company of Heroes three that was the uh, African Front, um, and it was uh, it was fun. You know, those those two two different campaigns that came out with three, which was uh, like a little total war uh, esque um, kind of map where you you'll have like a little army and and you'll you'll move those armies around like like pieces on a game board and you'll like you battle that way um and then there are those like the the other just standard campaign mode where you're you're just, you're just like put into a mission um and that was the africa court and yeah i mean they're they're okay um they weren't as fun as the originals i would say right yeah it was just this first was one was boring. kind of first one was kind of a lightning in a bottle it just worked yeah well they they had uh i think more experience because the the first company of heroes was based off the the dawn of war games it was the same engine i think um and those games were super fun too but they were uh pretty much all clones of each other so (laughs) yeah 
Um, when we were playing, we basically only played against AI. Is that is that what you have to do? Uh, you can play against other people, but I think the population is really pretty much gone by now. It's diminished, yeah. It, although I saw that the original Company of Heroes was re-released um, on February 13th, 2020 for iPad OS. <laughs> uh, which I, I, I bought the mobile version and it is <laughs> not as good. <laughs> you just can't do anything um you can you can do like one command at a time um and you just can't really keep up i I don't know how you can do stuff like that i remember being so excited when i saw that i could get uh duke nukem on my ipod touch and you have to put your fingers on the screen to play it it's horrible yeah i i never learned my lesson i also bought rome total war for <laughs> uh <laughs> for mobile and it's the same problem like the unit size is like 30 people when the you know it's originally like i don't know 150 um, rome had way more people yeah so did you guys like just, sorry go ahead. small um rome I, I never played rome total war although I, i'm familiar with it but the one i always played was age of empires you guys like that i don't yeah, think i played I love age, age of empires. empires i think uh reed loves age of empires <laughs> it is is he here he's taking he doesn't know he's still muted he's taking your turn and not uh talking when i'm, I'm talking to him i'm so sorry i had um something really crunchy in my mouth um, what was it <laughs> It was um, crushed up into was noodles. Was it these nuts? Oh, no. <laughs> Crunchy. Connor, you should get that checked out. Yeah, Connor. I think it's a skin uh, problem, okay? Not... <laughs> oh, no. You got to get some moisturizer. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was um, like obsessed with Age of Empires 2. I had a couple friends who really liked playing it, and they always beat me, but I kept playing it anyway to keep them happy well i did like the music of aoe too though oh yeah that music is great oh it's so good um i think over time uh i started to go more in a 4x direction over rts but maybe just because of what we were playing like civilization i really like or um games like that but um something about this when we were playing it it i just love the feel of a classic rts or something so fun about it i love the dance of the macro and the micro and then in company of heroes specifically the unit animations are so fun the way <laughs> this sounds horrible but the way they have captured world war ii and <laughs> like a guy gets shot and then someone on his unit runs up and picks him up and is like dragging him off the battlefield while gunfire is going around it's awesome <laughs> yeah and then like you know like little artillery strikes are hitting the ground and blowing up trees and stuff and then like the the map deformation is really cool mm -hmm. you just like you just see uh you know your effect on the map is just like you you caused all this destruction you're yeah you're a I, goddamn maniac i always thought <laughs> destructible environments were going to be a bigger thing in gaming 
you know, you had games like Hulk Ultimate Destruction where you can just destroy a city. I always wanted that to just be the norm. Every every GTA game, I just want to be able to fire rockets from the jet plane and take out every uh you know what I'm not gonna <laughs> go take out every what building. <laughs> <laughs> it's a video game there's a separation between violence in real life and violence in art i fully believe that uh nsa please flag this man (laughs) (laughs) um uh so I wanted to talk, uh, Connor, you mentioned the dialogue. The um, voice lines are so funny. They're so funny. And these are things that you guys have been quoting for years and years. Uh, can you just give me some of the highlights? I just want to put this out very quickly. Uh, because it's such an old game, they didn't hire like a ton of like, you know, voice actors for stuff. So it's like, usually like, the same, like probably less than 10 voice actors they get. But but specifically for America, uh, most of your units, or at least a good portion of your units, are voiced by Steve Blum. So it's the same guy, the guy who voices Wolverine in all the X-Men cartoons and does like Spike Spiegel and Cowboy Bebop, very well known, blah, blah, blah. So whenever he says something, it always makes me like giggle or puts a smile on my face. But the German <laughs> army has all the the funny, <laughs> funny quotes, one of the, which is, uh, what is this, Kinder Party? Yeah. which which they'll just say when you click on them to like highlight the units like what is this king the party and they'll start running around <laughs> you're unequivocally playing as nazis but it they are very like funny and silly in a way <laughs> you can and when your units are under attack you they'll play voice lines and so <laughs> one of them i think it's during an airstrike they just go oh my god <laughs> <laughs> That was cracking me up. Um, by the way, you guys know what Kinder Party means? It was, it was kindergarten. kindergarten, isn't it? It just means kids party. Oh, that makes uh, more sense. Yeah. Um, Ryan, this is the game Bob's Your Uncle comes from, right? That's right. <laughs> I feel like I've heard you say that for so many years now. <laughs> <laughs> he and Reed have been saying it for years. It is both of you guys. Well, I think there's there's been points in our our uh our gaming history where that's that would be the only phrase we say. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely been a chat where that's all you guys have ever said. <laughs> and this is a saying from the British Army, right? Right. They just say uh Bob's your uncle. Um <laughs> And it's funny. <laughs> you have no idea what it means. It is very funny. Uh, Reed, do you have any favorite lines? I'm trying to rack my brain. I feel like the the Bob's your uncle was the the main the main line I had. Um, Reed, what's your favorite play style? Mm. Well, I think you know this is a. It was a fun experience coming back to it after years of not playing it um because i think for years my my strategy was to um play as british and get the armored division and start spamming high level tanks especially the uh calliope mobile rocket launcher oh my which gosh. um amazing launches you know like 50 
rockets at a time. It's very visually satisfying to watch it, especially when five or six are going and they can destroy all these buildings. Um, so that, that used to be my big play style. But yesterday, after not playing it for years, I just couldn't play the British at all. Um, it, it just wasn't clicking right. So in our second game, Americans. So in our second game, I played uh, as American as the artillery division and used the uh, the fifteen. What is it? Fifteen, um, fifteen millimeter or something? Uh, oh, the howitzer cannons. Yeah, the howitzer. Forty-five millimeter. Forty-five millimeter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And those things in most maps, um, if you get it kind of centrally in the map, it can shoot literally anywhere on the map, and you can have up to three. Oh, and so you can those, have way more than three. Really? I thought it said it. I tried making more, and it wouldn't let me. Are you sure you uh, weren't just at the population cap? Because yeah, me, me and Ryan cap. and Nick played oh, a game. Really? I built eight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe I was pop cap, but uh, in any case, I kept wanting more because you just line them up and you can uh, take out any kind of enemy base or encampment. So, you know, artillery turns out to be pretty useful. Wow. Artillery was, like, the coolest thing for me in this game. Besides tanks, having an army of tanks is really awesome, and um, the way that primes you with where you have units and then you get slowly rolling out bigger and bigger equipment is just so cool. But the explosions are amazing, and I love the bombing run with the plane, too. We're just fully unloading on the enemy base oh oh and them we did, we still didn't talk about it that much but the germans uh they got some pretty scary tanks of their own yeah the one of the german factions the wehrmacht their whole thing is uh they're sort of like i want to say slow starters because they are very expensive units they tend to be smaller but the way they upgrade is that they have universal upgrade systems but they're very costly so they're very resource dependent but as the game goes on longer and longer and if you've held your supply lines uh, supply lines long enough you can kind of steamroll near the end with just like a billion tanks and extremely strong units it's gets to be a nightmare we're usually playing a, a german ai and it's always it always gives us a hard time yeah, uh, it's fun to fight against the Germans, that's for sure. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> but if you play as the Germans, if one of the, the tech trees, the one I usually go into is called the Fear Doctrine. You get some funny stuff, uh, one of which is, uh, I think it's called Propaganda, and you will click in an area that you have visibility, and it'll make all of your enemies' units retreat. Oh, and you can uh there's like there's fire bombs that you can drop and then the my favorite is the v1 rocket which you just hear this huge buzzing sound <laughs> until it hits the ground and when it does it makes just like a very large and loud explosion noise it's very funny although kind of kind of useless outside of destroying structures just because it takes so long and is so expensive. Yeah, I did. I have multiple moments where I'm dropping artillery and they know it's coming because there's smoke and the tanks will just move away and I hit nothing. <sighs> it's um, good to make a uh, units retreat, though. There's like there's a decent use for it. Yeah, yeah, I that there is some retreat based gameplay. Uh, it's so much better than losing your force. Right. And even the British have uh, decoy artillery strikes. So yeah. 
you'll you'll drop down like um like little flares <laughs> to kind of scare them but uh nothing ever comes but it's like way cheaper and you can just uh you know psych them out oh that's cool i actually didn't know that yeah i was using that like crazy because you get i had um one tech tree i don't know if it was royal commandos but it was something and i had um decoy and real next to each other so sometimes i'd drop a decoy if they didn't move i'd drop the real one <laughs> it was so sick well guys um we've had a lot of fun talking about company of heroes does anybody have any final thoughts before we jump into plugs uh just one statistic for for everyone listening um this game features an, an average of 1100 concurrent users um at any given moment as of this month um so there's still a, a dedicated uh you know game base player base uh, for this game that that's honestly not nothing i've been on like modern warfare from 2007 one year after this and there's been maybe a hundred people on and it's impossible to find a game i feel like we could still find a game we were even laughing at people's um <laughs> the titles for their uh games because you could see them what was the last one we saw uh fuck you coward <laughs> us, US Army. Army. go 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i tried joining that game and he uh kicked me out and then i tried it again and i got kicked out again oh uh, so i think he's the coward maybe i thought you were a german <laughs> ryan uh, <laughs> any any last thoughts on company of heroes this is your baby uh please 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 play this game and uh revive it <laughs> so <laughs> don't let it die which which version just so the interested listener can find it not the ios version ryan uh i mean you can play the ios version if you want but um you know it's best on pc or mac i love planet on pc i think um i i'm not a huge computer gamer but i was having a blast um, and uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Bonk Boys. Real quick, let's do some plugs here. Uh, read any plugs? Got nothing today. Connor, any plugs? Uh, not today. Ryan, any <laughs> plugs? My company of heroes. My company of heroes. <laughs> all right, that's all my plug too. Uh, we'll see you next month on another episode of the Bonk Boys. Bonk, 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 and end sound effect.